Right. Hot. All right. Let's go. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to Common Sense, the podcast. We're looking forward to sitting down with a guest I've been looking forward to having on this week, Josh Strasberger, man. Welcome to the show. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. I'm, I've been excited about this one. Uh, thank you. I didn't go ahead and get it out of the way before I forget. I want to thank Jesse Largent. You know, thank you for the uh, connection. Yes. Uh, really interesting, cool connection. Yeah. Um, mutual friend of ours that connected us to to sit down and chat, man. So, yeah, uh, man, I guess kind of just starting out, let's uh, talk about where you're from, a little bit about your background, man. Yeah, for sure. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me, born and raised Memphis, Tennessee. Um, grew up in the 80s out of Memphis. Tennessee, yeah. boy. Gradually got worse out there. and uh, You mean it's not like it's just pleasant and awesome <laughs> to live in Memphis, Tennessee? No, it's really not. It's really not. The, Man, uh, I have some friends that would love to debate that, I'm sure. <laughs> Do they live there? I have a fr- one of my best friends back in the day was in a couple of my old roommates. They were all from Germantown right okay, outside yeah. of Memphis. Yeah, that's pretty smooth. So, yeah. That, smooth. That, it's that, cre- that's private school and stuff, though. <laughs> that's not like downtown Memphis. It's creeping out that way, man. Last time, my parents still live there. They live in Fayette County so they got out but they yeah. didn't get all the way out so it's uh it's a lot out there um, I try to not go back as much as possible so how'd you, how'd you end up in Texas so uh born and raised Memphis uh got married started going to a jiu-jitsu gym in uh the Bartlett area outside of Memphis okay. uh, got in jiu-jitsu started doing some cardio kickboxing like what, what age are we at here where we're oh, first getting we, into jiu-jitsu we, we jumped I was old getting into jiu-jitsu I was 30 when I started so okay. I was getting my butt whooped by 15 year olds right off the bat um, purple belt girls all that stuff so uh, very late to the party um, but uh, loved it got into it uh, and the gym that I was at was a fight gym. So they had uh, amateur MMA fighters. They had Muay Thai. They had Judo. They had everything. Yeah. But in the corner, they had this little, probably 15 heavy bags, and they would run cardio kickboxing classes. So um, I was pretty bad out of shape at that time of my life. Uh about 250 pounds. I always joke I was about 44% body fat. That was uh, the exact just, <laughs> place I was this time last year. I heard you mentioning something exact on the podcast I was, was. going to ask. So, yeah, I, you know, you get married. Everybody, it's easy to say, like, oh, I was in great shape in high school. Well, yeah, you could yeah, eat anything. Metabolism was yeah, metabolism a million I remember miles an hour. I played soccer and uh, basketball, and, like, after soccer practice, I'd go eat 10 cheeseburgers at McDonald's, yeah. and it wouldn't even phase me. So... Uh, but got married, started having kids. We have uh, we have three kids. Um, had worked a job that eventually got me into a management position. So everything got sedentary. So yeah. I like to eat, and I uh, was doing nothing. So my wife started going to this gym uh, and started doing fitness kickboxing. So she was like, you should come try it. You know, of yeah. course, I'm like, nah, that's for chicks, man. Like, I don't need that. Like, psh, I'm in shape. I, I can still hang. Uh, and one day she just tricked me. I don't know. She talked me into it. I went and tried it. And honestly, <laughs> like the marketing was even kind of cheesy because it was like a chick with high heels kicking a bag. And it's like, <laughs> what are we getting into? But I get in there and Please it's like. Please tell me this is where you met JP. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> oh, man. This is greatness. <laughs> but we get in there and it's it's legit like. It's next to a furniture warehouse. 
Um, the storefront's nice. Beginning, it's it's like it's not dirty, but it's like a used gym. Like it's not here to look. Pretty. I mean, if it caught the eye of a badass Davy Sill, I mean, it's no wonder you. <laughs> they trained this place. in the they trained in the back though. They trained in the back. <laughs> the cardio, boxing, and the jujitsu, the sexy stuff was out mm. front. Um, no, but uh, so that was my. I had never done any kind of like combat sports or anything. It was yeah. always team sports. Uh, been in plenty of bar fights and stuff before I even knew how to fight. So, yeah. you know, you get that you, false. You grew up in Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> Say no yeah. more. Also, just being an idiot <laughs> yeah. a lot of my younger life, just biting off more than you can chew. But that's a different story. But, uh, yeah, so we tried this class. Uh, she had been going for months, so she was smoking me. She was, like, breathing normal. And 10 minutes in, I was about to pass out. So that was my, like, come-to-Jesus moment, like, hey, you might need to do something about your weight. So uh, started doing that, really enjoyed it. It was fun. It wasn't like Tybo, like in your mind. It wasn't anything like the picture with the chick in the heels. Like it was was dudes, it was chicks beating up a heavy bang. Um, So I don't know, I I really enjoyed it. It's what got me into jujitsu, but I still would go do that for some cardio stuff. Um, and after a year or so, uh, the owners of that, who I was friends with, I trained jujitsu with, they were deciding if they wanted to franchise it or just open up partnerships or what. So they started opening up more in Memphis. Um, so I just kind of got my wheels turning. Like, yeah, I wanted, I'd, I'd only ever worked for people, but the idea of working myself was always there, but then also finding something that helped people. Yeah. Uh, so by the time I got ready, that ultimately is what led me to Texas because uh, I there was no spot to open one in Memphis at that point. So I knew I'd have to relocate, and uh, Dallas was one of the spots I went and checked out, and I really randomly, liked it here. Like yeah. you guys just randomly uh, I wanted to go west. Um, I have... A cousin in Albuquerque, okay. uh, all of that out there, but also like for what you kind of need a good market for it. So in 2018, there wasn't really much of a better market than DFW. So, <laughs> yeah, man, I mean, that's like we were joking, we were talking about because I mean, I went to high school in the colony and that's where you opened up one of your first gyms. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. how did you pick this? Like, nobody yeah. picks the colony. Like, I had never depending on how long you've been there. I mean, like, when I went to high school in the colony, there was nothing out here. Right. I, like, well, the, literally nothing. The people I met since I've been here, they're like, 121 wasn't there. Or it was, but it wasn't the tollway. It was just a two-lane road. Yeah. And then I watched the Tiger King thing and find out he was, like, one of the sheriffs here back then. This like, is crazy like, What have I walked into? But, no, it, uh. <laughs> Tiger King. <laughs> That's awesome. Um. But it, it it was just a cool little spot. And really, it was, I think I told you when we were texting, like, I looked at a spot in Frisco right by Stonebriar. I looked at a spot in Little Elm. And I looked at a spot in uh, the colony where we're at. And I kind of put letters of intent on all of them. But the landlord at the colony was just super easy to work with. And my goal was always to open more. So it didn't yeah. really matter to me. Um where i just wanted to get my foot in the door so yeah, get that first one yeah go get it under my belt learn make all the mistakes learn and get going so that's how we ended up with our first one in the colony and that's really cool my old i don't know if you know this or not but my older brother has a, a jiu-jitsu gym over here in plano oh really yeah sia academy okay no uh, no that's awesome yeah he he does that so i could relate to you talking about your first story of going in there i have literally rolled one time <laughs> and this is when i was this was about 
This was right before I got really out of shape. This was pre-COVID. Like, COVID was just around the corner. Right. And I didn't know anything. I mean, I took taekwondo when I was younger, but I didn't know anything about, like, I couldn't remember how to tie the belt. <laughs> I mean, do you, what all do you wear under your gi? Right. Like, I'm being the idiot I am, I went and did an arms workout in the morning <laughs> with my buddy that I trained with for years. We went and did arms. So <laughs> and I did buys and tries. And then I show up at 6 a.m. to this class for the first time. My brother is sick. He really was sick, but he still showed up to film and watch me. <laughs> he was well enough get to get my ass kicked yeah. by Black Belt. This is an older brother, you said? Yeah, oh, older yeah. brother. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he does all this to me, gets me involved in that and stuff. So I have literally rolled once. Okay. Like, it didn't take? Not, no. Man, no. Like, I thought I was going to die and pass out before the warm-up was over, man. These Brazilians, granted, his gym culture has changed quite a bit. Yeah. At the time, it was more like what you were describing, where they had a little bit of everything. They had a lot of guys that really wanted to get in the UFC. Right, right. So, so they, they were, were training and trying to coach guys up and stuff. So it was pretty hardcore in there. And those guys were, I mean, it was damn near 100 degrees in there. Yeah, like, they're yeah. smoking it out. Like, they're ready to go. They're intense. Like, <laughs> And I got thrown into a class just right out the gate. Yeah. And it's the morning class. So it's like yeah. real serious people right. here. You're Luckily, not getting up early for that unless you mean it. Yeah. So. <laughs> and, like, these guys all have experience. Like, I was, like, the only, like, new, new person in there. So, luckily, this guy named Baron, I got partnered with him. It was Black Belt. He ended up being great. He worked with me. Kind of showed me the ropes and like he's like you're done aren't you and i was like yeah I'm <laughs> i've been done for done. 20 minutes now he's like just sit over here and just watch and see what you can learn right and i was like cool cool I'm good with that <laughs> i can't raise my arms yeah. so yeah I, I can breathe now so like we're good and i yeah. can complete full sentences <laughs> yeah. like yeah i couldn't do that 30 seconds ago it's it's eye-opening um and they tell you like you just have to do it like yeah. there's no like because i i kept saying Oh, when my cardio gets better, I'm gonna keep. I work on my cardio. And everybody says and that. Everybody no says that. There's no cardio for jujitsu. I'm like, doing cardio kickboxing classes four or five times a week. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get my cardio up. One of the instructors is a, at the time was a purple belt. He was like a high level Muay Thai guy. Yeah. He started on me like week two. Like you need to come try jujitsu, and I was like, yeah, let me. I need to I need to get my cardio up. Yeah. So I put it off for six months, getting my cardio up, and it was the same scenario. Yeah. It made zero difference. You still started yeah. at the exact, exact same. I'd had the same story as you. Just my brother wasn't filming me, but that's yeah. that's why I'm like <laughs> he keeps on me. Like come do it again. Like you know you train here for free like come pick a class and just start doing it and like that's my hesitation still. I'm like, I'm still starting there where it completely yeah. sucks. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna do it, but like I just man, like that's yeah. such a, a mental thing to get over. Like when you don't even feel like comfortable that you can like consistently tie your belt that comes undone twenty four seven. It's like I need a class like I told him I was like I can tell you right now, first things first. You're gonna have to spend like an hour with me, like while we're hanging out drinking one night, and make me sit here and tie a belt, like I don't know, until I get times it, yeah. until I get it figured out and I can do it with like my eyes closed, because <laughs> like it's ridiculous. The thing comes off constantly. Like yeah, you gotta tie it every half roll. Half of their tactics are taking it off right. of you and wrapping it around your neck and hanging right. Your neck, yeah, you, know? you get like, tied up and everything tucked in, and immediately they're just like. Mm -hmm. But yeah, 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 that doesn't change. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's cool, man. So now you're up to two gyms. Two gyms. We uh, we opened 
So that was a, a traumatic time, almost. Um, we opened the colony in 2018, like October, and great success. It, it took off quicker than I thought it would yeah. to the point where we were ready to open a second gym in 2019. So probably by summer of 2019, I started looking around. I didn't even know Denton existed at the time. Right. Um, but our um, my agent that was kind of commercial property agent was showing me stuff. He was yeah. like, you want to look at Denton? It's kind of up and coming. Like it's an old town, but there's a lot of new stuff coming. Yeah. I was like, yeah, let's go look. Found one pretty quick. Um, actually the first place I looked at, I loved and I was like, well, let's do it. So we, uh, we got the ball rolling on that. Um, and we opened it the middle of December, 2019 uh, and stayed open until I think they shut us down. The shutdown start February, March, 2020, March. something like that. So, yeah. yeah. So we had like two ish months, just over two months. Yeah. Um, but luckily we, we had enough starting, uh, momentum that, that carried us through. That's awesome. Um, it was very nerve wracking, but <laughs> I can only imagine. I just signed a five year lease. Uh, it's called total, total fitness kickboxing. Total fitness right? kickboxing, yeah. All right. Just so all of you that want to check it out, you can go check yeah, it out. Yeah, come check us out. My brother uh, came out here as well, so he manages the colony for me. Okay. And I made a, a swap up to Denton, so um, that's where we've been. So, yeah, we uh, decided we, to hang out with all the hippies in Denton. Yeah, keep it weird. Yeah. No, I actually, it's, it's surprisingly, I like Denton a lot. Um, Denton's a cool city. It's It's got. I, uh, for a college town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of still small but big. <laughs> well, and then even getting into my gym, I, I thought I was going to have to shift my mindset of, like, marketing and stuff more to college kids. And, yeah. and I do have a lot of college students, but there's just as many other. It's way bigger than I thought it was, too. Denton yeah. is pretty huge, especially compared to the colony. Yeah. So, as far as population. So, uh, but I, I like it a lot. It's, it's also, like, right at the edge of the city. So, like... I can drive 12 minutes up 35 and go hunting, and I'm in, like, nowhere land. Yeah. So uh, it's pretty nice. In Oklahoma in, like, yeah, 30 hour, I'm an hour, for, or yeah, <laughs> maybe 45 minutes from Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, you're right there. But, yeah. Well, one of the other things, and one of the things I first picked up on with you was you're part of another podcast, which I think is cool. I think, Biz, am I right? Is he the first guest that actually also podcasts? I think so. On a, on a regular... Year. For sure on a regular basis. Yeah. No. Uh-oh. Who else had a podcast? Who, who am I forgetting? Your, who was your Yoda? First season. Oh, uh, well, yeah, the Frakes. Nope. And Adrian. Nope. Oh. 20-minute podcast. Bourbon. Oh, Randy Sullivan. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. Randy, Randy does, yeah. You're number four. Number four. That's yeah, all right. Number four. That's all right. But, but it's cool networking with other people that podcast, and then and then the conversations we end up having afterwards. But you're one of the team members of I guess called team because there's four of you four, that yeah. on there on average <laughs> for uh, Jesus and Jiu Jitsu. A solid thousand pounds of weight in there Dude, for sure. I'm the small got, guy. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say between you and the guy that I'm gonna call the more church guy. Probably, probably Steven, the not not Samoan and not hair, not Samoan and not JP. Yes, yeah. So yeah, I'm like trying to get them all down while I was watching it <laughs> and stuff, and it's like 
On the right side of the table, we're pushing like, I mean, easy 600 pounds over here of a whole lot of two dudes yeah. that you want nothing to do with. No, no. And then you got you guys over here on the other side, like the bouncing back. And I think I caught the episode where you guys didn't have, we were talking about earlier, the main camera. Yeah, so it, yeah, was, like, so it was just, it was like assault rifle, you know, yeah. it was like, yeah, you know, like that was cool. But like, how, how did you guys all come together to do this? I mean, you obviously got your start in jujitsu and kickboxing, but how did Jesus and jujitsu, the podcast, come about? So we started, uh, the podcast was kind of like a, a secondary thought. Um, it wasn't our intention at first. Actually, I mean, I didn't really want to do it at first. I don't. I, I don't know. It just seemed uncomfortable to me. It seemed like a lot. Yeah. But we started the, it's a ministry. It's a 501c3. Uh, basically, our idea, we went to this men's event. Uh, all four of us did. We all trained jujitsu together. Okay. Um, and we went to this men's uh, event for the weekend out in Palo Duro Canyon. And, uh, you know, it was a not like a normal men's like kumbaya type thing. It was like some serious stuff got worked on out there. It's a, it's a great thing. It's called pursuit. Um, and when we came out of that, all of us kind of had the idea like, you know, the church, I don't mean this negative, but the church sometimes gets a bad rap on how they approach people. So like we yeah. saw a lot of correlation between like, uh, Jesus and jujitsu and how it ties together. And then we started thinking like, well, there's a lot of people we roll with that probably wouldn't step foot in a church, but like we could bring the two together and, and bring it to them just to like help people. Like not, yeah. not like a judgment thing, not like a beat you down thing, but like, Hey, there's help here to offer. So, uh, it started as that we do, we start off do, trying to do it's more like an outreach ministry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, we do events. So it's a live. It's like a free seminar. We'll get world champions and all kind of stuff. They'll come. They'll teach uh, some sick jujitsu, and then uh, we've always got Jocko Fuel for free handing out. So like, yeah, there, look, look there's this. the plug. Yeah. I didn't get sponsored yet, but like <laughs> we got the Jocko. These we'll guys are on all that. tied in here. <laughs> Um, but we hand those out and then before we do live rolls, uh, somebody will get up and just share like 15 minutes of a testimony or a, a word. I know that's kind of like a church phrase, but yeah. just, um, some type of scripture and, and share it and just kind of, I think that's what is really cool from what I've seen and we'll kind of, we're going to have to backtrack here a little bit too, Yeah, but, uh, what I think is really cool about it is the perspectives between the four of you so you got you that you you do your kickboxing your gym thing here and then you got um steven yeah steven that, and he was in some kind of like christian music group or something okay like so music. i know he um steven may not have been on the one you saw so our producer lucas he's got longer long hair, hair and the beard he, and he's an actual pastor yes okay but so yeah lucas, but he was in like the music world before yeah yeah so he was in the music world and then and then you have your Samoan yeah. <laughs> that is like just a monster. Right. That you're like college football, freak that, of nature, D1 I don't know that athlete. I roll with that dude in the gym. Yeah, like, he's he's only nice all the time because he has to be, or he'd yeah. kill everybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this dude is massive. You gotta see him. And then you and then you have JP Dental, which probably more people are gonna recognize that name than not. Because yeah. he's a famous Navy SEAL with Echelon Front and Jocko and all those guys. So but JP's no small dude. JP's not like 
He doesn't look like the triathlete runner swimmer guy that made seals. No. That was a wrestler. No. That was in the lower body weight classes. Like JP looks like he was a middle linebacker. Yeah, he's a tank. He's yeah. huge. Like, he's beast. shorter than me, but he's he's two thirty for sure. Yeah. And jacked. <laughs> and jacked, yeah. yeah. Jacked all the time. Yeah. I've been rolling with that guy for ten years and I don't think I've ever been. But him. I think it's super cool. <laughs> so, like, those are all those different backgrounds. Yeah. And to hear a Navy SEALs perspective on the Bible and whatever passage you guys are going on. And, you know, someone that has to look at that from a completely different angle because, you know, they've dealt with war and right. death and all this stuff, like, versus you guys that have different roles, but you're also multiple different views there. Yeah. I think that adds a really cool perspective for somebody that, you know, I can get really easily turned off about talking about religion. Yeah. And there's certain people I won't have that conversation <laughs> with. Cause like in Texas, Southern Baptist, especially like it can get real left filled right. real fast. Yeah. So like, I mean, kudos to you guys. You found a really cool mix that I think does like, it allows an opportunity for people to not be beat over the head yeah. with it, but yet find out like, hey, maybe maybe there's a piece here that I can at least relate to, and it starts that conversation. Right. And I think uh, for me personally, I know I went through. So I, I grew up going to church like with my mom, but I went through a time where I like had nothing to do with it too. Like I just yeah didn't care, turned off about it. And I think as I've gotten older, and then now I've this has even helped me grow even more doing this stuff, but like uh, really being real about it. I think a lot of stuff just gets real uh, ceremonial on some things and some things are just, it's cause we said so type of stuff. And I think when you really read the Bible, there's a lot of care in there. Now I'm also balancing that as I've grown in my faith of, you know, you are, there are some things you're firm about, but, one thing I've learned just in general, this is just an applied to religion yeah. and stuff is I can't put my expectations on someone else, whether it's in business or jujitsu or life or friendship or anything. Cause how many times has that burned me? I, I know like, well, I believe this way. So you should believe that way. And then you don't yeah. start acting like you believe that way. And then I'm offended. Yeah. I put that on you. You didn't put that on you. So I, you really have to temper it. And then I don't know, you really read what the Bible says. There's a lot of, care and compassion in there too it's yeah kind of the point right <laughs> so that's yeah and then like you said getting four different guys opinions on it we're not scholars we're not we just read it and we're like well this is what it means to me i think it really makes it approachable yeah yeah because you can tell it's not like and i mean i didn't even know that guy was actually a preacher like i was just like yeah okay like He's definitely the one that he's like, got is a lot of knowledge. Very well versed. Yeah. <laughs> like he's he's the one that is like pointing out facts and like really going and then like but then the jovialness of like you guys joking back and forth and messing with each other. Yeah. That you know, like you guys just got off the mat or whatever, yeah. and now you're doing a podcast at like two in the morning <laughs> and you guys are talking about religion. Like it, yeah. it all just flows together well, man. Yeah. Like so thank you. to you guys. Yeah. It's been fun. Um I think I think being real about it is what helps. We're not trying to portray like we're anything special or mm. anything like that. It's just, here's some info. There's some stuff that helps us. We're going to talk about it. We're going to balance it with our personal lives and our experiences and then yeah. wrap it up and hand it to you. So 
Yeah. It's cool, man. Like I, I've I've dug listening to it, cool. checking it out while I was kind of doing my show prep, you know, like <laughs> trying to figure out like who's this guy Jesse keeps telling me I need to have on the show. Like I don't know this dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what's he gonna and say? And then like you know, you and I are talking. It's like you've you've got so many different things you're involved in. I mean, I know. So you had the pursuit for truth. That was the ministry that yep. you like got involved with, and you guys went on that trip, and then you form this group that does the podcast, but like you're also kind of tied in and started working with like echelon front. Yeah. The Jocko stuff we got right. here, which happens to be one of my favorite books. Jocko is like Jocko and Lee for two guys that like I've have on my, you know, that list of like the people you don't think you'll ever get on your podcast. Right. Like they're like the you know, unicorns. Rogan, yeah. You know, yeah. Tim Ferriss, <laughs> right. Aubrey Marcus, you know, <laughs> I've got my list and like, they're definitely on there, but like, I learned a lot and picked up a lot from uh, extreme ownership. Yeah, you know, and yeah. I'm just curious to hear like you you're like BFFs with JP Dental. <laughs> you weren't actually in the military, nope. like so. Like, how did these relationships form between JP and Echelon Front and all this that you got involved with all this? Kind of like we were talking earlier. Just <laughs> honestly being at the right place at the right time, but. Um, I don't know. I one thing that that has helped, like when I met JP, uh, we trained together, and we weren't we didn't just like hit it off like best buddies right away, but like right. we were we were we were buddies. We mostly just hung out at the gym. We'd go to lunch some, but um, I knew he was in the Navy. That's literally all I knew. Yeah, <laughs> and these guys like JP and, and all those types, Jocko live. They're not. They're so humble. It's almost maddening because yeah. sometimes I want to be like. I'm proud of you, man. Like, say something about it. Right. Uh, but they won't. Um, and he had just um, gotten out of the military, gotten out of the SEAL teams. He was living in Mississippi, right right down from Memphis. So we trained together. You guys were hanging out in Tunica. That's what's going <laughs> down here. I know no, how I, you Memphis guys go. But I watched him fight down there. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. There was no money to gamble back then. <laughs> Uh, but no, we just hit it off and, uh, I, I'm not saying that helped, but like he was it, we were probably friends for months before another mutual friend at the gym was like, Hey dude, you know who he is, right? And I'm like, yeah, he's in the Navy or something. I don't know. Like I respect that. And he yeah. was like, no. And he starts listing all the stuff about him and he, you know, yeah. he was in the same task unit as Chris Kyle, like names like you know about, but yeah. like the book extreme ownership wasn't out yet. I didn't know anything about Jocko. Right. So I got to meet him before that, which is, you know, an honor, but then you start finding out the stuff through other people. So then I'm like, Hey dude, who are you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then shortly after that, uh, it was, it was a real, big thing for like all of jujitsu, but Jocko went on Rogan. I think he went on Tim Ferriss first. Yeah. And then he did his episode on Rogan and I listened to it and I was like, dude, this guy's awesome, man. It's like, intense. and we saw like an influx of people coming to the gym for jujitsu after that. And that's yeah. when JP was like, yeah, that was my, I worked for him yeah. and they wrote the book and I read the book and JP's all in the book. So then I start putting it all together. And yeah. Um, it's funny though. Like, I have a lot of friends and I've made a lot of friends that special forces. That's the first thing you like notice, like, man, they ain't going to tell you that. No, like, that that's part of their group that like whatnot. Like, and it's funny. That's almost like the initial way you can tell somebody's full of shit. If they start talking, if they about start it. just talking about <laughs> it and like all this other stuff. Like we used to have, you know, like, ah, oh, man, I'm not going to call anybody out. I, okay. I, I almost did, but like, 
you know, we keep you it bland. These, you have these different people in the military that like probably just pilled potatoes and stuff, <laughs> and they're going to tell you about all this crazy stuff. Of, yeah. You know, of special forces, and it's like, yeah. man, I went to high school. I have some really good friends that like have gone on to do really crazy things, right? And like, you know, the JP Dentals right. of the world, like, <laughs> and it's like they don't talk about that, no. man. Like, and you don't ask them about it. If they want to talk about it, they'll talk about right. it with you. Well, and like, I think that's it's one... not like they're ashamed of it or no. anything, like by any means. But like, that's not just like, hey, I'm JP Navy SEAL. Nice yeah. to meet you. I they know Chris Kyle. I work yeah. like. If they lead with that, that, it's like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> you're hiding something or you're yeah. fake. Yeah. Uh, I think, though, a lot of those guys, too, like, uh, it came naturally to me because we were just friends. But I think a lot of those guys, people do start acting a certain way around them. This is just my yeah. perspective. And they, they may hear this and be like, no, you're totally wrong. But I feel like certain people will act certain ways when they get around them. And I think yeah, it's it's noticeable. And I'm... It's, it's not like a trick, I think. I have such respect for people that do stuff like that that I, I'm i protective of them. So, like, I never want to be the guy like, who hey, tell me your stories. Yeah. I'd love to hear your well, stories. Well, it's just like famous people, people that have no problem, like, going up and asking them for an autograph or a picture while they're having dinner with their family. Yeah. Like, they're still a human being. Like, yeah. Treat them with some respect. Well, like, and even if you have, like, a service member that, like, you know he's a Navy SEAL, like, Give him that respect. Yeah. Like, the dude doesn't need to have that, like... It, it, I mean, it, it'll happen with him. Like, it does, it, for sure. I can't tell you how many times I've been sitting at Chewy's or at the jiu-jitsu tournament. But he's real cool about it, too, because yeah. he's so humble. So yeah. I, I get the balance of that. But you're absolutely right, because people can start acting weird. And, and then I get, like, super protective, because these are my friends now. And I'm like, yeah. no, nah, man, we're not having this. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, I just... Uh, getting you to know to him a lot more when you can have that kind of relationship too. Right. Like, obviously, there's lots of great lessons to be learned from these guys. Yeah. I mean, they've they've had the most elite training in the world. They've been in the most critical, hardened positions. Yeah. Any human being could be put into things. I have never come close that, like, to. Yeah. You, you just. I mean, to be able to apply any one of those lessons in your life, I think that's why I'm fascinated with it, just because I, you know, I have family has a big history in the military. Yeah. And then, like, you know, aside from that, like, just the lessons you can learn. Right. You know, like the, having a simple conversation with somebody like that, I, I'm, that's way better. I don't want your autograph. Right. Like, yeah. Like, let's, <laughs> yeah. Dude, tell me, like, the how did you deal with this? You know, same thing goes with, you know, guests that have been, you know, former athletes and stuff. Yeah. Like, like I, don't, I want to talk about the lessons you learn from the great coaches. Like, you were obviously coached from the time you could walk yeah. at said sport till all the way through being right. a Hall of Famer or whatever. People helped you get there to Let's develop talk about that. Yeah. What skills What's this you process? What's there? this? Yeah. Well, I think that transitions perfectly because once JP went to work for Echelon Front and the books came out, they started doing like leadership training and all that. You can. Like it's that it, that's accessible to everybody. If you read Extreme Ownership, you can yeah. see how they did their deployments and how it was run. And Extreme Ownership has stories, and then they apply a practical principle to it. So yeah. it it's just another layer when you like actually know them. Yeah. Um, but I think that's great. What you're saying is too because you all that's available now. You can you can go to a muster and you can learn two days straight from all these seals and marines and stuff and. They're they're giving you the playbook on, yeah. Now, granted, you're not doing the things they were doing, but it applies to like 
business, life, everything. You can still so, yeah. apply that and use it in your life. <clears throat> 100%. Like, first time I read Extreme Ownership, I, uh, I noticed how applicable it was to life first before I even owned a business. And then I was in management for a medical manufacturing company. I started implementing it into my teams. And then I implemented it once I started owning my own business. And you just start seeing, like, the correlations to life, to business, and to warfare on how just rare these people are. And then they just want to give it back to you just like Tactical that. So, advantages yeah. that of leadership. Right. So, uh, but yeah, so your original question on how I got to meet all of them, a lot of them have been just getting to do things with JP. Um, yeah. Me and Jesse, our mutual friend, we met to, together working at a Echelon Front event here in Dallas. Um, and I just kind of kept showing up and worked my ass off. So it's kind of a running joke we have. Sometimes you get you get people that are like, oh, you get to hang out with JP and you get to go do stuff with Echelon Front. We've joked about on our podcast some, the, the yeah. it must be nice people. Yeah. And I hate the it must be nice people. So um, my answer is usually, yeah, it's real nice. But behind that is, yeah, I understand I wouldn't have this opportunity if I didn't know JP. Yeah. I understand that. But I also want to represent my best friend when I'm doing these things and I'm working my ass off. Um, so that's opened up more you're opportunities. You're also giving something. You're not. You're not just taking. You're, you know. You're not just showing up. Like you're volunteering for things. Right. And you're participating in the programs that they put on to learn more. Yeah. Like I'm sure a lot of these you still pay out of your own pocket to travel. Like. You're not sponsored. I'm not sponsored. It's not like, you know, but you I'm, just get in. Like. I, I'm lucky. I'm blessed enough now that, like, I, I get paid to do that. Mm -hmm. So. But I'm saying start now. Oh, yeah, 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 like, yeah. These people think that yeah. it's just handed here and, like, exactly. hey, That's get in and do this. You know, it's like a lot of conversations I have with different. I'm sure you have the same thing with podcast stuff that you call somebody and it's like, are you giving to their community? Right. Like. Have you signed up for their mastermind? Have you signed up for XYZ? Have you gone to hear them speak? Right. Have you volunteered at one of their events? Like, why is this dude going to come give you, you just an hour or two of his time when you haven't given anything to his community? You just want to punch saying? your card and show up. And yeah. it's, it doesn't work like that. No. Especially in those circles, man. Like, um, the funny thing is I do it for free still just because I believe the mission. And that's yeah. kind of like one thing as I've, I've grown through life and business and stuff, like it doesn't really, I mean, the goal obviously is to, to make money. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. But there's some things like I would work for echelon front for free because I believe the mission. Now I'm glad they pay me, Yeah. but it's the same thing with Jesus and jujitsu, but you don't get tired of doing these things when you get fulfillment from it. And that's one thing as I transitioned from working from somebody to owning my own stuff, I could focus my time and attention to things that fulfill me in a way that I'm giving back to people. I'm helping people, but it fulfills me too. So I think that's awesome. I think that's the biggest key in all of it. And I think that reflects in your work. So, yeah. which I'm, Nothing special at Echelon Front. I I sell merchandise, and on the FTXs, I run around and yell at people and shoot them with laser guns. But it's a proponent. It's a tool to help further the training. So everybody has yeah. an important job, and you do it. So, And I get to sit in on every debrief. So when we're doing these things and they're teaching these clients all of these things, I get 
it for free over and over and over and over again. Yeah. However many times a year, how many trips a year we do it. So it's just ingrained. Yeah. So it's that's super even cool. more fulfilling. <laughs> yeah, that's real cool. All right, well, real quick, because I'll forget to do this, and I'm gonna, we're not live. This is what's real different for me is, like, normally this is live. But since we're doing this different setup and everything for the next few weeks, it's not live. So I'm used to have my computer here and people commenting right. and all this stuff. So, like, that's a little weird for me, but. See, that would be weird for me. So yeah, <laughs> this yeah. worked out perfect. Yeah, you have these guys all harassing you yeah. right now. Like, hey, ask Josh about this. You know, like, yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, some of those are get to be awesome. But uh, yeah. what we do normally do a segment, what are we drinking? What are we smoking? Okay. Well, today we're drinking water and Jocko Go. Um, I haven't tried this one yet. This is actually awesome. I'm looking forward to this one. I really like the... Um, the vanilla cherry one. Oh yeah, uh, Dakota Myers Full drink, Dak Savage. Yeah, so good. Like that one, and then uh, the orange, orange, the, yeah. like Top Gun looking. Yeah, Dave Burke. Can. Yeah, the Top oh, Gun. Yeah, dude, that, it's kind of sad. Like they used to be signature. It's not sad, but signature flavor. So everyone had like a name attached to yeah. it, and now they're just their flavors. It's more marketable. What, what was JP's? Sour Apple Sniper. Sour yeah. apple sniper. Yeah, it, right. it's it's my favorite. This is my second favorite, but it's the newest. So, all right. Well, cheers, man. Yeah, right on. I'm looking forward to that. So, uh, normally we're having bourbon. We're we're gonna stay around and have a cigar and some bourbon with people after when they actually open up. Absolutely. So that'll be cool. Any of y'all that come out to join us. Um, but as far as what we're smoking, y'all are gonna hate me on this one because these are gonna be hard to get cigars and. People are going to be mad. You're probably going to be mad. I'm mad already. <laughs> so based off what you told me you had smoked and liked, you've got a Cavalier limited edition. I think that's the 2021. 2022. 2022. So you got the 2022. Excellent cigar. Um, pretty Very sure it's excellent. a Maduro wrapper on that one. Biz can probably correct me if I'm wrong. Um, no, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like it to me, but I'm a yeah. white belt. So, And then I've got one of these old Crux Limitadas. And this is, I mean, I don't even know how old this is. This is out of their, like, mystery box pack. And I was cleaning stuff out of my locker, grabbing cigars today. And I saw this, and I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this. And then this is one you can get at Industrial that I think you're going to really like if you like you said you like Liga Pravadas and Perdomos. That's what you'd smoked most recently. Yeah. This is the Grand Habana 20th Anniversary Limited Edition. These are phenomenal. Like, um, good go-to Can't wait. cigar. So, yeah. We'll, so, now I'll have four names to go with. Well, three, because this one will I'll, I'll be able to, like, <laughs> add to that for you. Like, we'll, we'll go down that road. What uh? What's your favorite bourbon? Since we're not drinking anything right now. So favorite bourbon. What's the I'm, Tennessee guy gonna say? <laughs> I, I will say I, there are some TXs that I like. It surprised okay. me. Um, there have been some like single barrel, special edition ones, but I like. So my favorite is a rye, Michter's rye. It's Kentucky. There it's not Tennessee, go. but. Um, as long as you didn't say Jack Daniels. I only drink like the single barrel select Jack Daniels. Yeah. I, the normal run-of-the-mill Jack Daniels, I can't drink. Mm -hmm. I can't do mm -hmm. it. I've tried. No. can't do it. I know I I'm a Tennessee boy. how much boy, Coke but... you put in it, it's <laughs> not good. Well, I want to be able to drink it without Coke yeah. in it, too. So, <laughs> um, no, I like I like Michter's. I like their rye. I like um, a recent trip in the last couple of months. I tried Blanton's for the first time. Okay. And it was, it was up there. 
Um, but yeah, those are my, my regular blends. Yeah, it was just regular blends. Yeah. Um, I like straight from the barrel. Straight from the barrel is probably my favorite of the Blantons, unless you get into the really weird exotic stuff. Yeah, like, that Blake Manwaring has like by the shelf, like it's <laughs> insane. Well, again, I'm probably still a white belt in that, but the ones that I've tasted and liked, those are you can't be from Memphis and be a white belt in that. I'm, I'm called complete <laughs> back and in absolute the lie right there. Back in the day, it was Maker's Mark. I can tell you yeah, that. Right there now. you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Old charter. We're joking about. This this white belt joke because when i asked him about cigars your typical person that does not smoke a lot of cigars is not going to say i smoked a liga Pravada and a perdomo and that really rocked my world and i thought those were awesome like that is a bold strong it couple strong. of cigars <laughs> for somebody that doesn't like just regularly smoke cigars like no. and any person that was asking me out the gate I would not, that would not be my recommendation. Like, I would not be like, you should go get a Liga Pravada. You're going to love it. I would tell you, my like, friends set me up just to get beat up, I yeah, think. Yeah, I want to meet the friends that, like, did that to you. Like, Matt I Russell, know. it was you. Yeah, yeah, I want to know on this one. Because, yeah. like, you know, usually people, you got to start them off, like, you know, just like anything. Like, you can't give some, most people, you can't just hand them a rye. Yeah. Like yeah. Most people associate spice with rye. Right. Not all ryes are spicy. Sorry to break the news to the world, mm. but like they're not. Um, some <laughs> of the best old fashions you will ever have should and usually are made with rye. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people have a stigmatism towards that. Like it's too much. It's, it's too hard. Too much. It's too hot. It's too spicy. So, you know, but you start somebody off with a Blanton's or a Maker's <laughs> Mark or a Crown Royal yeah. or, you know, any of those things, like, you're not going to just, like, overwhelm somebody and make sure that they hate bourbon out of their <laughs> right first out the or gate, whiskey yeah. out of their first gate drink. So they were trying to do that with me on this. I, I, like, well, I, I loved mean, it, That would have been what I would have assumed that they're like, we don't ever want him to smoke cigars. Like, we're going to blast him so hard right out the gate. He's going to go, <laughs> huh? Or they were all hoping you were going to smoke it on the podcast and puke or right. something. You know, <laughs> right. like, Honestly, the Perdomo was so smooth. I didn't even notice it was kicking my ass mm -hmm. until it was like... Until after the fact. Yeah, and I was... It went that's fast. What I'm saying, yeah. like, and I'm not saying either of those are bad cigars. Just... For a newbie, yeah, a white belt, yeah, you don't usually start them there. You know, I would have gone and, you know, picked something much lighter, a principle or, you know, a crux like, some, uh, you know, a bull and bear is even kind of strong for you know somebody that's never, you know, really smoked a lot of cigars. So you know, uh, teach their own. Yeah, but I mean. Good for you, yeah. man. Like I, they threw I me in, and the, I loved it. So yeah, the doors are wide open <laughs> for you, my friend, on choosing cigars. Like we, me and Joseph, were even having a hard time because I was like, "All right, this is what he really likes. He loved these. He's newer. He's like, he started there. I'm like, yeah, bro. Yeah. I'm like, so where we go? Like, because we talked about getting you some German engineered cigars. Like that kind of fits in that wheelhouse, and you know, there's just there's so much, and you know, I'm constantly learning about cigars. Right. So. It's but fascinating. That's what to we're me. drinking. That's what we're smoking. You know. So. Yeah, and this is amazing. So yeah, you're right. You, you like again to keep it on theme. You started me right off the bat with something I'm not going to be able to get. So <laughs> I mean, you can get some. Like I mean, like the 2023s are still out, and they're different than that, but you know, relatively similar. You know, everybody loved the 2019 version of that cigar. Like you find somebody that's still got those. 
buy them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they're legit good. The 2021s, I think it was, I didn't like as much. It had a different flavor to it, so it just didn't really do it for me. Right. But starting back in the 2022s, and I really like the 2023s, and I think I bought, like, two boxes of those. Um, so... Yeah, those are all really good ones. I bought the um, the last time after I had the the Ligas, I bought the number nines. Yeah. Um, those are nice for like... I like those really tiny ones. I don't... Yeah, remember. yeah, they're like, like the number nine. a cigarillo almost. Yeah. But those, I love having those. Uh, I buy those. Um, Davidoff makes a little tin case. Um, you'd probably really like the Nicaraguan ones. Um, I think it's a black case with an orange label on it. Oh, nice. So, you know, um, I like those because, like, you know, there's nights like tonight where I'm going to do a couple cigars here on the show, and then, you know, we'll probably get one afterwards. And yeah. then, you know, later at night I get it home, and I'm just not quite ready to wind down. I don't want to smoke a whole another hour and a half long cigar. That's usually something that I'll go to, yeah. something small like that. Yeah. I, matter of fact, I traded the, the Blake man wearing I mentioned earlier. Um, good friend of mine that I'm in the bourbon clubs with, he he had a bunch of those uh, old number nines. Uh, he's got a pretty impressive cigar collection, too. He had some older stuff. So, yeah, man, I love snagging yeah. little things <laughs> like that. Those are good ones to get off of. Those are, yeah, those are... I'm going to keep my eye out for those. Yeah. <laughs> well, those two, the smaller ones, like you were saying, help, too. I've got kids, so, like, I don't know. I'm pretty busy, so, like. How old are your kids? 14, 11, and 7. Woo. So, it's hard to, like, just go outside for an hour. <laughs> yeah. Are, um, do you have all of them involved in jujitsu? Two of them. The, the two oldest boys, they do. They've all done uh, the kickboxing some. Uh, and they'll still pop in every now and then, but the boys, Fort, uh, Jake and Jarrett, they're 14, 11. They are consistent two times a week training jujitsu. So that's been right super awesome to see. My oldest 14 is taller than me. He's already 150 pounds size 14 shoe so like he's in the adults he's class you out of house and home yes i am um, that's why i'm doing all these jobs that i do really it's just to feed my kids yeah <laughs> You're growing boys yes um my daughter uh she's seven she could she sometimes wants to sometimes doesn't so i made a mistake when the boys were older i was a, a different person back then when i was a blue belt both boys started jujitsu in memphis but I was competing. I was training six days a week. Like, honestly, it was a bad thing. Like, I was neglecting time at home just to be training. Yeah. Um, it's almost like a cult. So uh, I made them do it. I forced them to do it. And even when they were giving me signs and then straight up telling me, like, Dad, I don't want to go. You know, and they're six at the yeah. time. I'm like, no, you're going. You signed up for this. Too harsh. Burn them out hard. Yeah. So I learned a, a big parent lesson on that. And so, like, now it's. It's very at their pace. Yeah, it's at their pace. Like I once they commit, like I expect them to go. Yeah. But also there's some leeway. Like my oldest he he loves it. He wants to go every time. But if he's like I am just I'm not feeling it today. Now if he did that like three weeks in a row, we'd have a different conversation. But again, right. I wouldn't be overbearing on him. So that's the same approach with my daughter. She doesn't know, though, since she's the girl, she will train. She's not going to have a choice, um, but not yet. So. Yeah. A, little, a, little, a little later on. Mm -hmm. 
Well, that's real cool. I've got to get you and my brother introduced to each other. They do a big anti-bullying program up there for the kids. Awesome, yeah. And I think that's. I love I mean, that. I think that's really cool to have that involved. It's in Plano, you said. Yeah, right yeah. off of uh, Preston and Spring Creek. Okay, that's not that far. Yeah, you know where the big Weirs is, right there. Yeah, they're in that same shopping center, yeah. right there. Yeah, cool. We'll have to hook up. Yeah, yeah. I think you guys would uh, enjoy getting to uh, collaborate on some things. Yeah, you have a lot of similarities of the way you like to tie training and religion and everything else together. I think it. I think it'd be really cool. Cool. Yeah. That. Maybe he'll. Uh, he's. Not, I would say he probably. He might even show up on us tonight. But I think he's still in Arkansas for work right uh, now. Oh, okay. But he surprised us last time, so you never know. <laughs> he might be driving right yeah, now. He might be driving. Might come in here. You know, straight off the I thirty. You know, steaming his way in here. But yeah, don't miss that. Like I just talked to a client the other day that was coming back from Memphis. And I was like, are you, are you driving? He's like, yeah. I was like, cool. Yeah. Don't envy you of that drive. He's like, no. yeah. Luckily, I plugged it into my ways, and it routed me around Little Rock. I didn't have to go down 30 through there. He's like, apparently, it's all under construction. I was like. Has been. Has been. I was like, this is the same as, like, 35 in Texas. It's been under construction the entire time I've lived here since 1996. <laughs> I don't see that ever ending. Yeah. I don't think it ever will because by the time they get done with this, this needs to be done. Or started that back needs to again, be done. Yeah. I was like. 30 that drive to memphis i was like i've done that so many times to go to memphis in may and, yeah you know or then we direct and go to you know voodoo music festival down in new orleans or something i was like those two drives like i don't wish those on anybody no and i always go up that way too when i go visit my family in ohio you know cut that through drive, and go we up. go up to memphis and then cut up that way no unless the weather's real bad but like man you couldn't pay me to do that on a regular basis my uh, well when we first opened the gym i um we sold our house i moved the family up here in july but i was still working and my boss was cool like i gave him months notice he knew my plan yeah so he's like you can, you can work here as long as you need but and the gym wasn't open it was in the construction phase so i'd have yeah. to be here to do stuff so literally i'd work monday through friday get off work friday drive straight to dallas be here with the family Saturday, Sunday, and then I drive straight to work. I work second shift, straight to work Monday for like Ooh. seven weeks straight. That's um, so that was not just like you probably ideal. couldn't pay me enough money to go party on Bill Street. No, again. no, like I don't have a desire to ever do that again. There's in my a life. there's Especially a high 90s grade their sewage system <laughs> on Bill Street, like. They're still like in the Roman Empire, I think. Like, it's just with their flowing. System. It's just flowing. It just flows downhill. It literally does. It's it's a high nineties percent chance you're going to get stabbed too. So yeah, it just it just is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, out on that. Well, what what do you think? Some of the biggest. What do you think? One or two of the biggest lessons that jujitsu and kickboxing have taught you in your life, or like that have been like the most impactful. Um. Huh. Probably the main thing is humbleness from jiu-jitsu. Like, that, that is a sport, a combat that it doesn't, it doesn't matter who you are, you're going to get got. And so, like, if you have any kind of ego, I think Eddie Bravo said it's like a filter for douchebags. Um, 
and it's true. Like you, you come in with any kind of ego, you're probably going to get that beat out of you. So you're either going to learn to be humble or you're probably just going to quit and go on because like people that, that can't handle loss, they're not going to like it because you're going to lose. Yeah. Um, so I'd say humbleness for one thing, but then um, consistency, consistency, because you got to keep going. I, I've taken multiple breaks to open different businesses and in the move, and it's it's not as bad as starting over, but it's it's brutal. I mean, you if you're not consistent, it's going to show on the mat. It's, and it's like, in my opinion, the only martial art that you can't fake. Like, if you haven't trained in five years and you show up on the mat, you're going to remember stuff, but your timing's off, your cardio's off, and every bit of that will be exposed. It's like karate and stuff. You're not really punching each other. You're not yeah. even – so you can kind of fake. Yeah, I still know how to punch, but you haven't been punching people. So it's it's different. So probably those two things are the biggest thing in that. I think it's amazing that no matter what special forces avenue someone has gone down, almost – all these guys are hardcore jujitsu guys. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's the bridge that keeps their sanity <laughs> when they get out of the teams because it still gives them that competitiveness. Yeah. And they're still training at something. Yeah. Or what? But, like, I mean, I've had several people that are just die hard, and it's like those those go hand in hand for them. Yeah. Well, I think, too, it's, it's the only one you can train to 100% and not seriously maim your training partner. Um, yeah. Because, like, Muay Thai, you can spar and do rounds, but you get your bell rung a couple times, they're going to pull you out. So you're not getting – you can literally go 100% with every move in jiu-jitsu, and they'll just tap. So maybe you're not breaking their arm, but yeah. they better tap or you're breaking their arm. So I, I think there's a level of that, like – you can 100% execute every move over and over and over and over again. So it really it really gets the aggression out for sure Yeah, <laughs> and keeps the competitive part alive. What do you think is like one or two of the biggest things that you've taken from working with and around JP and Echelon Front? Uh, humility too. Um, these guys, and, and not just the general like we were talking about mm -hmm. most – seals and special forces guys but just it's one of their biggest points in, in echelon front like ego will destroy all your relationships and like seeing these guys and getting to work with the team too like everybody on the team that is one of the best run places i've i've ever experienced because there's no ego there's no oh why are you working hard are you trying to get above me no the the mission is getting the team advanced yeah um and that's it's so rare really because most people i mean most people don't want to see other people win in, in my experience yeah i mean in corporate business world it's it, everybody's trying to get a leg up and to grow and to advance and to climb that corporate ladder the rung it yeah keeping it a team and working to help each other is a difficult balance to create yeah you know, and I, I recognize that, you know, as I've gone up in leadership positions and stuff like that, you know, it's to maintain that and to find that balance is, yeah. is challenging. It's sometimes. challenging, and I feel like it's rare. Yeah. Um, I'm not in the corporate world anymore, but just we do. So for the FTXs, we do open to the public events, and then we do a lot of 
corporate gigs. So corporations will bring us out to train their team on all the leadership stuff. And you, it's, yeah. it's apparent that they don't know how to work together because of some of these issues. Um, mm-hmm. And just seeing it. The other thing too is, again, I don't have anything to compare it to. I've never done any kind of leadership training that's not this, but they're so approachable. Like we're going to do the muster in San Diego, which is their two day, like a seminar, but they don't have a green room, like all the breaks. They're just approachable They're Again, there's no ego. Like when we're not teaching you stuff and it's break time, come talk to us and you can just straight up, you may have to wait in line, but <laughs> they're they're just there, and I I believe they legitimately care. It's not yeah. uh, it just you can feel it in everything they do that they care. They're not trying to make themselves look better. They the more people they help, it does help them, but they're in it to help people, and that's that's kind of like what I said. Like it fulfills me. Yeah, um, that's the type of stuff I want to put my energy into. So it really aligned real quick with me on that. That's really cool. I just watched Jocko's masterclass recently, and that was impressive to watch. Like, I'm going to have to sign up and go to one of these events sooner or later. They'll be in, uh, we'll be in touch. They'll be back in Dallas this year, too. Yeah, I saw they have a Dallas and an Austin one, I think, this year. Oh, maybe uh, it was San Antonio. I can't uh, remember. I saw a couple. Yeah. Muster for sure will be here, and we're going to Nashville, so I'll be back in Tennessee. (laughs) That's the one I want to go to. That's the nicer part of Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Although Nashville has changed a lot. That's what man. I've heard. I haven't been in a while. I've driven through. I haven't really stayed. Like, sometimes that's a... I'll drive over there and stay the night on my way to Ohio. You yeah. Know, like that, that's usually... If, if I haven't broken by then, yeah. I'll keep on pushing through. Because from here, you're if pushing... I'm tired by then... 12 hours by then, yeah. It's like, all right, I'm, I think I'm done. I need a break for a while. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I, I haven't been in probably... 10 years to Nashville. So are there some other groups like that, that like you are looking at participating in or that you do for, I mean, it seems like you're constantly looking for ways to find fulfillment or to educate yourself further or learn more about things. Are there other ones that you have on your calendar that you're looking at doing that? No. So right now with the two gyms and the Jesus and jujitsu, and then I go back and serve on the the leadership team on these men's pursuit things that i was talking about and then echelon front um the calendar's getting pretty Pretty booked uh i i heard i don't remember one of the podcasts i listened to it might have been it might have been biz he said something like anytime there's an open spot he's like i can fit something in there um and i'm having to really balance that yeah um just some things too like i found i'm too busy and like I have trouble getting my workouts in. I have trouble getting to jujitsu because I've just started to spread myself in, which is comical to say because then there's JP and those guys. They keep a pace and a schedule that I don't know how anybody does it. They are all over the place. And they they still, it's the discipline. 5 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. I know, right? I'm like, how do you guys do that? Like, if I don't get five hours of sleep minimum, I am the biggest asshole in the world. That's one thing that's changed for me is prioritizing sleep. But it's, when you're on a gig, it's hard to do. Because you got to get up. And you're probably not getting to bed early. But when I get home, I have to, like, make sure. Otherwise, I'm falling apart. Yeah. So I need, like, six to seven. Um, That's one of those things I wonder that I would love to ask one of them 
and it's funny, I haven't asked this before, I don't think, to some of the Special Forces guys, like, is there tricks of the trade? Like, is it just because they've trained it out of them? Or how do you do that? Like, what if you're a person that, like, is used to seven, eight hours of sleep? Like, what happens when critical mission go and you've only been asleep for four hours? I, I'm, you know, like, how, how do you guys, like... Do you drink Jocko Go? Yeah, yeah. I mean, those like, didn't exist then, but uh, yeah. like, yeah, I mean, like you're drinking four pots of coffee. Like, what are you guys doing to have the amount of focus, the amount of strength, energy? Right. I mean, I know a lot of that starts with training. You yeah, know? I'm sure that getting the exercise, it's consistent. They stay in that routine, but like, what happens when you get on said mission and? Shit just doesn't go right, right you know. Because like, it never does. Yeah, because it never does. And you're on option three now, and you guys haven't slept. You're you're sleeping in 15 minute intervals, watching each other's ba- six. You know, like yeah. whatever. Like, what are there other mental tactics or things you guys utilize? Because like, you get into that high pressure world. I mean, I know that's where a lot of their teachings are really relevant right. and helpful. But like. How do you do with that? Like, let's just tackle sleep, maybe. Like, right. I don't know the ins and outs of that. I know, obviously, one of their big sayings is discipline equals freedom. Mm-hmm. And it, everybody there is big on the discipline train. And it's it's learned. You don't just come with it. Like, you don't. Yeah. So I, I, that's got to be But what happens on the night? Like, they're used to, like, I'm sure you take somebody like, we'll say Jocko. He's got to be asleep and in bed by, I don't know, let's call it 10 o'clock every night because he's up at 5 a.m. I'm sure he is, yeah, yeah. He's up at 5 a.m. doing his muster, you know, like getting after it like every day. Got the watch. I mean, the watch is tagged. I mean, right. Here's the the receipt. You can check Jocko's receipts on Instagram (laughs) and Facebook every day. It never changes. What happens when it's the night he's at some event and he ends up out there till 11? And well, by the time sometimes he gets home at midnight, he's home now and he's not falling asleep till one. You five o'clock's four hours from now. It's some, rolling. Sometimes I've seen him post. It's rare, but I've seen him post like, you know, he's tra- he lives in San Diego. He's traveling to the East Coast, yeah. late travel day or whatever. I've seen him post like, like he gets there around the time he's supposed to be up, he's like laying it back down, hold the hold the line, you know. So like, I think there is that level of where yeah. he can, he'll prioritize it and just get it. But it happens so rare; it's almost like how. Yeah. But then seeing him in action, man, these guys are so dialed in. It's yeah. So I don't know. I don't have all the answer yeah. on that, but I, I know I, they I do want to figure some, that one yeah. out because like that that happens like everybody's life. I mean, as disciplined as you can be, and I agree with that. Like. The more disciplined I am in my workout routine, my diet, when I go to bed, right. when I wake up, the better I feel, the right. better I operate. You're firing you know, on all cylinders. Like, but how do you come back from the one-off? Yeah. Or how do you regroup that day? Are these guys now, is it still a, I'm going to do this, but like, yeah, maybe everything's pushed back an hour. I'm sometimes, yeah, yeah. Or is it a, hey, it's okay every once in a while to have a, a break. Like think, but these guys like you. I don't think there's a break. break. I think it's a shift. It's just a shift. Like, like, how does the shift work? I traveled through the night to get the East Coast. I'm gonna sleep now. Yeah, and we'll get after it when I get up. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) And it just continues. Um, I think they take it so seriously too, which I I try to have that mindset. It's one of the things. um, 
JP says it a lot, and a lot of them do. They're always it. They apply what they're doing now as their new mission, even though yeah. they're not in, and they want to live to honor their fallen brothers, and they take that very seriously. And and yeah. and I do too now. Um, and it's just kind of like it's probably a mental game. I'm and they're human. I'm sure they're like, man, yeah. I can lay down. Oh, but what about so-and-so? Nah, I'm yeah. going to get up and go. So they used to have, they have pictures they'll show at the muster, like in their bases and stuff. Like the enemy thanks yeah. you for not giving 100% today. Just all those little mental cues. And it's like, yeah. I, I can't quit on my team now. Yeah. So I mean, I get it. But like at the same time, it's like, I look at someone like you. I don't have children. You have three. Yeah. Like, how, bro, do you do all this and maintain a household and a family? It's, and you're running in these directions. Your wife's having to hold down the fort. You're running this business and part of that business. And, like, yeah. So, first off, having a partner that isn't aligned with the yeah. mission. So, that helps. Yeah. Uh, but even then, sometimes it's like one thing I have good. So, it, it's the the peripheral stuff there there are things it's not like i'm gonna go do something bad that she's like i don't want you to do that yeah it could be something great but if i've been on the road doing all these other things that she's in aligned about she's like do you have to go do that yeah um so that's the thing i've had to learn like yeah. okay some of your battles so yeah yeah and some of the things that i want to do like i i last year i did or the last two years i got into doing a lot of like uh, gun training courses and stuff like that. Just trying to be better than just shooting paper targets. And yeah, but I mean, that'll kill a weekend. So yeah, there's just times where it's like, all right, I, I need to cut these trips down. So some things get put on hold. Yeah, It's not that I don't do them anymore, but you just really have to be disciplined in your schedule. And if, like Biz said, like if just because there's a spot and I'm like, well, I could go do this carbine course this weekend. There's only one spot. That's got to be the family spot. And yeah. I, honestly, getting into the Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu thing has helped me even more. Like, these are right. things I right. knew right. and believe, but, like, as I've gotten myself further into um, the Bible and stuff and on being a good dad, it's, like, it, it's things you know. It's common sense things, common sense things, yeah. too. But, like, when you really get to it, it's, like, they need to see their dad working hard and doing good things, but they also do need their dad there. So, yeah. um, doing the it with intent, of being present. right. And being intentional with your time while you're there. So like, uh, I'll leave next Friday to go to San Diego and then I won't be home until the following Friday. So the couple of days I try to be intent with my time all the time, yeah. but especially before and after a trip, I try to really like, Hey, all right, let's just have some family time. You know, yeah. it's, so. Do you and your wife have a lot of the same hobbies? Like, is there certain parts of this that you guys really do together? I mean, it sounded like when you guys started this out, the kickboxing and stuff really, like, that was like a yeah. thing you guys found to do together and yeah. kind of tied you together. Is it more that? She'll pop in some. Now the kids have gotten older. She's, it's easier when they're older, but also in a way it's, that keeps her busy too. So, and she homeschools now too. Okay. So she's doing all that. Um, now she got into lifting with me. So uh, we have a garage gym, so we'll, we'll lift together. We'll do stuff like that. Sometimes they'll pop up to the kickboxing gym. Um, she's great friends with JP's wife and their okay. kids and our kids are friends. So we have like a great, um, mix there too. So like awesome. if me and JP are trapped, which again, he travels way more than me, but if we're on the same trips, you know, there's always that they do jujitsu at the same place we do. So there's a good, 
support group, I guess. That's not really what it is, but yeah. there's uh, there's things that, that help her. And then as long as I'm doing my part, being intentional with my time there, there's not too much trouble with it. We we have our routines of stuff we do, but she, she doesn't do jujitsu. She'll go up there, but she doesn't do it. She tried it once. She doesn't want the sweat on her from other people. So I was like, I get it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we... We'll live together. We we are huge office fans. The American office, not the British office. Okay. Um, and so we've probably watched through it 15 times, start to finish. And that's like our thing. If I get home from the kickboxing gym, I usually get home around 9 o'clock. I'll eat dinner. We'll watch a couple episodes of the office, sit on the couch, talk. Like, that's our time. Um, yeah. And then – prioritizing some time without the kids for us to do stuff. Those are the things I've had to learn to pour into to be able to make the trips easier too. But yeah, but she doesn't, she's never been to a muster. I don't think she's read extreme ownership or any of that. So yeah. All right, on, right on. I was just wondering how that balance worked with you guys. Cause I, I know that that's extremely important no matter. Yeah. She, um, she fully supports it. Now we, when I first started doing stuff, like when I first started Jesus Jiu Jitsu, I don't think she'll mind me telling this, but like we went to a meeting, like we had a coffee meeting. We were just kind of setting some dates and stuff. And I had been at work and come off a trip and she kind of, she wasn't upset, but she was like, and it wasn't, a, it must be nice thing. Cause she knows I hate that, but it was like, Oh, you're going to hang out with your friends. And I could tell like the underlying theme there was I had not done a good job at prioritizing family stuff while I was at home. And I was just on to the next thing. But I told her, I was like, all of my business partners and people I work with and the things that I do, I do with my friends now. So just because I'm going to have a coffee meeting with my friends, we are working. Yeah. Um, and, and she gets it. And that's kind of what helped me realize. I was like, oh, I'm blessed. I'm getting to do all this stuff. But I have to make sure that she's aligned, too. I can't just be like, well, I'm on to the next thing. We're going to go out to eat. You know, and- that's probably my biggest goal for this year of thing i'm working on the most is being more present in all of these aspects because you're absolutely right you know like that's probably one of the biggest battles i have with my wife is you know i i go so hard at the things that i do that then like i'm not always as present as i should be when i'm home i'm still on my phone i'm that doing thing this and that, the doom you know, scroll like, like and you might be doing productive things yeah or i might be trying to research for the show but to her i'm just half listening to her and yeah. i'm scrolling on facebook looking yeah. through your profile yeah. trying to find things that i <laughs> want to ask you about you know while we're on the show right you know well you know what i need to set aside a different time to do that because to her that's the first time I've been home. Right. And I'm there and she is looking for me to be present and right. be a part of whatever. Right. We're it's doing. a hard balance. That's a That's... very hard balance. And it's something that I openly admittedly suck at. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not good at that. Like I need to be more intentional with that. Right. And set better boundaries and do that better. Yeah. To where I, I have lots of other free time here and there. Okay. Well do that. Like now that I'm home, like, I'm, I'm at home. Right. And it's not like I don't yeah. want to be here. Or I'm trying to find something else to do. Right. I just, my mind doesn't work it's, like that. It's making your, and, and it's yeah. not making your mind stop. It's just focusing on something else that's mm-hmm. important. But I'm the same way. It's always, well, I need to do this. I mean, I've 
JP and I have started a t-shirt printing company too. So I can't which, wait for this, which we haven't even talked about yet, but it's, it's a whole nother thing of same thing. Like I, I've run the gym all day. I've done jujitsu stuff. I've trained, I've lifted, I've made calls, all this stuff. And then I get home a little bit and it's like, well, YouTube is a great source on figuring out how to run a t-shirt shop when you don't know how to print t-shirts. So I'm just, like you said, researching stuff, research yeah. stuff. It's like, well, this is not the time to do it. So it's, it's making your brain stop yeah, and focusing it over there. So yeah, cause I'm one of those people too. Like if, if I don't write in one of these at night or sometime in the day or afternoon a little bit and take some of this off my brain, yeah, I will lay in bed and you know, it's bedtime, but like, I can't shut my brain off. The wheels are still like, spinning. They're still yeah. going. I'm thinking about these 10 other things I still need to do, or I could have got done. Right. Like I'm reading a book right now called the one thing. Right. And yeah. like, focusing like what's the one thing that i could do that makes everything else not as important or easier or that if that one as long as that one thing gets accomplished today but then i'm i I start thinking about it because i start writing these things down and it's like okay well there's got to be what's that one thing i can do in my relationship with my wife right what's that one thing i can do my day job what's that one thing i can do for the podcast what's that one thing i can do for this like it gets that now you've got five things right yeah and it's like whoa whoa i thought we were trying to find one thing right well that's impossible like it doesn't people's lives and echelon brun it's prioritize and execute so it Mm -hmm. does end up being a list but what's the most important one Mm -hmm. sometimes you can feel better if you get that most important one you're like all right these can rest yeah. sometimes. <laughs> I, can, I can delay that till tomorrow. Yeah, that'll hold. But at least it's there. I know it's there. I'm not thinking about it right. all night now. Because it's it's like, on my list of things to I do tomorrow. I knocked off the most important one. Right, yeah. It helps. Yeah, yeah. that's cool, man. She, and, and that's helped her uh, align with it. So now, like, anytime there's a, a trip or something, there's no problem. Like, she understands the fulfillment I get, what we're doing. And so as long as I'm keeping that squared away at home, we're good. Yeah, cool. So tell, I guess tell us a little bit about the T-shirt company. Yeah, so um, so that's what you had, you had mentioned, if there was anything in the future like that I wanted to plug into. And that, that's what the, the T-shirt thing is. So we both kind of had an idea. We wanted to do something like this separately, which it's – there's no coincidences, I believe, it yeah. there in anything. So – um, we, JP and I had, he used to have a, an apparel line called never settle and it was, he would sell it at fight shows and it's, it's patriotic and, and yeah, it, it went away, but, uh, he's always wanted to bring it back. So we're going to bring that back. But ultimately I ended up getting all this equipment and just putting it in a storage unit for a while. And then we started comparing notes on what we wanted to do. And I was like, man, I, I don't want to just be like a screen print shop that, I mean, we need these, but I don't want to just be like somebody walks in. They're like, print this unicorn shirt for me. Like, I'm not saying we won't do that, but we want it again to do things that are fulfilling for us. So like, um, one of the, we want to like print shirts for all of our jujitsu gyms and a lot of, uh, our mutual friends and law enforcement and first responders and stuff like that. So we have a lot of connections in those communities and then, um, some veteran stuff. There's a, 
Mark Lee's mom, they call her Mama Lee. She comes to all the musters. She's got a, a veterans outreach program. It's called America's Mightiest Warrior. I know a bunch of um, veterans that have gone through it. They do all kind of like rehab stuff, hyperbaric chamber stuff. It's just super beneficial for veterans yeah. and their families. And she, she sells merch and it's all charity stuff and those are the things we want to, to print shirts for. So right, that's cool. Um, we lined up. We got the shop set up, and then we got more stuff for the shop set up. And then we thought we were ready, and then we needed more stuff for the shop set. Up. So it's been a year process, um, but now we're we're to the point where burning screens and getting some training reps so there'll be some shirts coming off soon. And we want to do fun stuff too, but like yeah. we want to pour it into things that are like in those veins so yeah. yeah are you guys going to take a origin type approach to this where you're going to keep it all american made type so, stuff like is that something you guys have talked about or looked at we want it to be an option um and we don't we're still working on our price list and we're, we're still working with origin we you can get origin blanks um depending on cost i want that to be an option every time but you know some people if they're doing it they don't want to pay that much they don't want to pay 19.99 for the shirt they want to pay 9.99 right so they can sell it for 20 30 bucks and i get that um next level used to have an american thing on the shirt like nine line have you heard of nine line yeah yeah so you see you could buy on there and sometimes there's an option for like three dollars more get the american made one um i don't think they have that anymore so we would love to keep it all American, but that's just hard to find. So um, it's not going to be China, though. We can tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I just was curious if that no, was a push. You know, it's going to be a push. Thing. Like a lot of stuff, I'm I want to do on the origin stuff, just because these are origin pants. I, I I support what those guys are doing and bringing manufacturing back and supporting America stuff. So. Uh, I want a pair of his boots so bad. Oh, they're oh, awesome. God, those are expensive. They're all, I, they I broke are down. Awesome. I broke down last year and finally got some. But Oh, I'm going to do it. They've, they're always out of my size when I'm like, I'm going to pull the trigger. And I go on there, out of my size. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. maybe that was a sign that yeah. I didn't need to spend I this money right now. But I'll keep checking. Yeah. They're legit, though. Once they get broken in, they're... Oh, I'm sure. Just the quality of leather, you can just tell. Just so. looking at them, yeah. you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't even have to try them on. Right. It's like these are going to be like gloves on my on my feet. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's the hope. As much as I can print on Origin stuff, I want to. So that's cool. Yeah, we're working. So I've, we've got some buddies that are retired law enforcement. They do a lot of stuff in Arkansas. They're from the Memphis area. It's called Guild Solutions. It's like a tactical training. Um, company now and they do some stuff for departments and some stuff for the public so they've given us their logo to run some reps on so that's cool just cool stuff like that all stuff i love being a part of same and like I, I just in any way and I i'm can. like plugging them like just when y'all do that door breaching class like let me come be a part of it yeah. and then it's part of my ulterior motive so that's business it's not me going to do a fun training thing but i could still go blow doors open and, yeah so and, and pitch pitch it on the side yeah, yeah. <laughs> so awesome. but yeah that that's that's our goal with that so right on what other uh man I had it. I had one, and I lost it here. Oh, we got man. sidetracked with the origin stuff yeah. here again. <laughs> it's just always a good, it seems like you and I have a lot of the same things we like to support and be a part of. You know, like whether it's from guns to cigars to training to discipline. Yeah, and just 
<laughs> so good. It sounds like to me too, from all of this, how have you looked at maintaining and what comes in and out of your circle? Because obviously from talking to you and just really starting to get to know you, I mean, you and I like, even though we hadn't, this is our first time actually meeting in person. We, right. we sparked up conversation very easily. And like you and I started talking, I was like, man, I feel like I've been talking to this dude like my <laughs> right. whole life. Like yeah. we're just back and forth and joking about stuff. And it, like, it was very natural. Yeah, real smooth. Like real smooth. Like, yeah. Um, how do you approach and look at it? I mean, I obviously know a little bit because I feel the same way. You know, I get asked a lot about the guests I have on my show. How do you meet them? How do you know? Like everybody, even in my business, my day business has nothing to do with this right. in general. I mean, the construction, right. you know, like <laughs> multifamily, I do sales, but the, the, I don't get asked about my job as much anymore. Even when I'm at a trade show, right. it's, Hey, how do you know? So-and-so whatnot. And it, you know, I do get very protective of that at, yeah. certain, at, at certain levels because it's, I was like, at the end of the day, you can't put all this all in these boxes. Like to you, I had a celebrity on, or I had an athlete on, however you want to look at that or categorize that. I had a human being on that's one of my friends right? or somebody that I've met. And because of how I've talked to them, how I've treated them, I've built a relationship with them. And then they're comfortable coming on my show and sitting here and putting their stuff out here and sharing their experiences with everybody else so that Maybe they learned something from that. Maybe they picked up something or maybe they wanted to do that for a living. And now they're like, oh, well, that's how he did it. This is what what it takes, you know, but I approach things like that, too, with, you know, like athletes. Like I said earlier, I don't sit with them and start asking them. I mean, obviously, we got to do a little bit of an introduction. Right. Can't not talk about it. Right. You know, but. I want to learn like the lessons you learned through the great coaches or X, Y, Z. I mean, I've used that example earlier, but to me, there's a narrowing and a growing of your circle, but how do, how have you approached that? Because it seems to me like you got a certain type of person that comes into your circle yeah. and that's either a fit or it's not. How, how do you deal with that business versus personal? Yeah. Um, Where have you found a balance in all of that? I guess is what I'm asking. So the funny thing is I always, I feel like I'm the most extroverted introvert ever um, because like by the end of the day, if I've been talking with a lot of people, like I'm out of words. Yeah. So like, then that's a, a, challenge with the wife when you get home at nine o'clock and you've done all this stuff and she's been with kids all day like she wants to talk yeah and i've ran out of words at six o'clock you know um i i think the balance so i like you said i'm very protective of these people when they come in my circle sometimes though like there's a level of it kind of like you and i hit it off real well and smooth you can tell that with with people pretty quickly now you may not like be super close right off the bat but it's kind of on your radar yeah and uh intent has a smell so if those people are showing up and what their intention is on getting close to you you can typically smell that right off the bat like like, are are you coming here just to like yeah get closer to these other people and that's where the protective thing comes in Mm -hmm. the thing i that's hard to balance is like i and i'm not famous by any means i get to go do cool stuff with people that i consider famous and i just get to tag along yeah. for as long as i can but um 
doing the podcast has been the thing where, where people have reached out to me the most echelon front. Some like you'll get people that'll, they'll start following you on Instagram. And, and I've made friends with people like that, that have come through yeah. the training and, you know, they appreciate all that and they'll follow all the instructors and they want to continue conversations. And it's, it's typically, which we go everywhere. So it's not like they're in my life, but yeah, there's conversations that happen and it's always some type of growth, some type of, like back and forth, like what they're going through in a way to benefit both of us, like the mutual conversation. Yeah. Um, I almost lost where I was going with that. But um, I, I think with Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu, like you get people that will really ask you questions about your faith or, or stuff like that. And that's where I get the most interaction with people that I don't know. Now, we may have a common theme with Jiu-Jitsu, um, but we get a lot of people that don't even do jujitsu that listen now and they just want to pick your brain or talk. And, and that's where I have learned to keep the balance of you should be approachable. Not everybody has full access, but you should still be approachable. I never want people to, to be like, well, I tried to talk to Josh and he didn't, you know, he was kind of a yeah. dick. He didn't have anything to say to me. Um, now, depending on how you're coming at me and, you know, what friends are, you're trying to get to i may be a dick because i'm protecting them yeah but you should always i feel like as a christian you should be approachable and be able to yeah you know help people so i i it's a hard balance but i want to be able to uplift people and help people as much as i can but also there is that yeah it's almost like a wall so and i don't mean it in a bad way but like i have my like inner circle that's within this wall that i'm very protective of and they have like you know full access to me like they they're gonna if they call me like i'm gonna be there you know stuff like that and then there's people that like i care about they call after your timer set for do not disturb like they're gonna they're gonna ring through right yeah 100 percent. so we're uh it, it so there has to be a balance and there has to be boundaries i think but i think there's Instagram can be so toxic, but then also there can be such beneficial things from it too. Yeah. And I think you really have to find the balance on that. And I use that cause that's where a lot of people reach out to us for, from yeah. Jesus and Jutsu and stuff. Cause they obviously don't have my phone number. How do, how do you, how do you look at mentorship then? Uh, cause that's similar, but different. Yeah. Me, especially because mentorship, mentorship, I think probably takes, different angles and levels with you because you guys also involve religion and you're part of a ministry. Right. So how do you look at that, whether it's you trying to find a mentor on a certain thing, or how do you approach that with people reaching out that are maybe wanting more guidance? That's, that's not just a simple question. Yeah. You know, because I, I, when you're talking about, you know, maybe you told a story, you know, I'm thinking of one of the episodes I watched recently where JP read off a certain section of the Bible, some verses, and then you guys all talked about what that meant to you and how it applies in your life and right. how you've grown with maybe that verse. And maybe that really rung a bell with, you know, me listening. Right. And I'm like, I reach out on Instagram and I'm like, Hey, Josh, your story, man, I totally relate to that. And, you know, do you just further the conversation a little bit or like, how, how do you look at that? And how, how are you balancing that? Because that's, 
that's got to be a lot of different angles because I know the amount of questions I get right. on just certain topics that aren't that deep. Yeah. You know, it could be cigars. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Tell me more about this. And that's a, a shorter conversation, but like. It's still you, a mentoring type thing. It's though, still right? a mentoring type thing, whether people really have questions about bourbon, cigars, or just something I said on a podcast. Right. So that's a great question. I, I so I, I, I don't mind furthering it. Um, I think um, if anything that I've said or any of my personal story or if any take I have on something can help somebody, I, I think that's my duty to uh, to further that conversation. Now, it's going to depend on what questions they're asking, and obviously. How they're yeah, and how they're coming. But, like, if they're legit, just like, hey, man, this resonated, like you said, resonated with me, I, I'm happy to further that conversation. I, and I think that is that is a type of mentorship. But the the thing I, I'm always clear about, like, is, and I'm just, I'm the most regular dude. Like, I don't have all the answers. And, like, if you're asking, if you, if we get deep into something on something like that and I don't have the answers, I'm going to tell you, like, hey, man, I don't know, but I'm going to go find out. I'm going to ask somebody and then, you know, I'll get back to you with, with it. I think, I think a lot of times, especially with like spiritual things or, and it, it's not always spiritual things. Sometimes some of the stuff we read from the Bible on our podcast and then apply it to our personal lives, it's, it's just a, just a hard, thing that everybody goes through yeah and if i can help with that i will but i don't have all the answers and we're not like some corporate thing like it's it's just real people and i think that's what's most beneficial because i think you can get through all the bull and just actually get to help people like that so that's kind of my approach uh it's worked so far (laughs) that's cool well i think we're gonna have to sit down you and i again at some point Maybe we'll get one of the other guys from the show yeah, on sure. here and we'll all sit down together and we can have another one of these conversations. I want to be very respectful of these people's time. They're being so gracious to let us use this space um, and get time to get everything out of their way. But there's a couple other things that we do on every show. And there, there's one that I want to go ahead and talk about too and bring up that maybe you can be a part of a little bit too. I'm going to throw you on the spot here okay. a little bit. <laughs> um, so... You guys have seen my post recently on Facebook. I'm trying not to get emotional about this, but I have a really close friend. This isn't real public yet. I have a feeling he'll make whatever public announcement he's going to make about this. But really close friend of mine, not much older than me, and he is now battling stage four cancer. I did this once before for a good friend of mine. Um, I have enough connections, obviously, through the show, The music industry that I was a part of previously, we're working on picking out a location right now, and we're going to do a charity fundraising event so that hopefully we can raise a good amount of money like we did last time that will go straight to him and his family. He's got, you know, a very young son at home. Um, Him and his wife both work. I'm not going to say the industry either because that might give it away to some people, and I don't want to put his business out there yet because he hasn't put it out there. Right. Um, But... This is something I've felt called to do, and we're going to put on a good event here. It's going to be another event where we're going to have a place, bar slash restaurant, that we're going to have a big event at. It's going to have a silent auction. We're going to have live music. We're going to work out a deal with them for any ticket purchase for entry to come in and see the bands and stuff. goes directly towards this fund that we're going to try to raise from him. 
so that hopefully while he is going through his treatment and hopefully we can turn this stage four down right um and get him some progress in a good way yeah that he isn't worried about whether or not he can pay his electrical bill or provide for his family when he's going to be going through very hardcore treatment yeah it's it's brutal it's brutal. It's going to be hardcore. Like I said, it's stage four. I have another good friend as well that is also going through stage four. So I'm trying to find a way to balance all this and be able to do something for both of them or at least help one of them, whatever I can pull off together. Um, but that's coming. So I hope all of you guys will be very supportive of this. I'll make announcements as this kind of comes together. Right now, I'm really just. I think this one's going to be even bigger than the last one um, based on the bands that I've already got reaching out to me. If you're one of my buddies and you're watching this or seeing this and your band does want to participate in this, please just DM me. I'm going to be reaching out to you guys as well. But we're going to put on this event, and hopefully it's going to be real killer. I mean, last time we had amazing silent auction stuff from autographs and collectibles to gift baskets to gift cards to come train with me for a day or you know you guys want to come come be a guest on the podcast come you know you want to smoke a cigar with somebody you know i'm going to reach out to a bunch of different people that you guys have seen on this show see what they're gonna what they're willing to throw up that maybe you guys can you know go have dinner with so and so or you know whatever we're gonna we're gonna put that together so i'm just a little self-promotion there of that event that's coming. You guys keep that on the radar because he starts his treatment real soon. So now that I know and I'm finding out later in yeah. this mix, I feel a little more pressure this time to like get it together even faster. And last time when I did this, I did not know how much work putting something like that together really was. And I yeah. know what I'm biting off this time. Right. Eyes so, open this time. Yeah. Eyes wide open on this, but that's what we've got coming. Um, cool. Cool. But let's wrap it up here. We'll do another one soon. So yeah. there's two questions I ask everybody. Okay. We'll see if you've made it to the uh, end of one of the shows yet. I, I have. I think so I, you probably know it's coming. So I he's feel like it is, but I, for it. I, I, I wanted to see how the show went, so I feel underprepared. So all we'll right, see. All right. So first question is, if you got to leave your kids with one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? Ooh, I, I don't know if that was on either the ones I listened to. That one's different. Not everybody uh, has kids, so I have right. to reword the question every um, now and then. If I could leave my kids one piece of advice, um, man, I, I'm going to – we texted about this earlier, so I'm going to yeah. steal a little bit of it, That's and then I'm going to apply a Bible verse to it too, so – um, James one twenty two in the Bible says, "Be doers of the word, not hearers only." And for me, that's the don't just talk about it, be about it. Now that applies to the Bible, but um, I think it should apply to everything. So you mentioned it on that last podcast I listened to today, yeah. um, and I think if if you're gonna say you're gonna do something, you need to do it don't just talk about it be about it and i i think if you it it sounds so simple but if you apply that to every aspect of your life it it's going to turn good fruit for you um and i think um that's 
that's going to keep you humble. That's going to keep you disciplined. That's going to keep you a good friend, a good family member, all that. So um, if you're going to care about somebody, don't just say you care about them. Be about it. Kind of like your your friends you're talking about with stage four cancer. Like, yeah. um, we're not just talking about it. You, you're fixing to do something. You're going to be about it. And I think if if kids, especially nowadays, man, like kids are soft, and it's our fault um, that we've let it get that way. <laughs> and and they need to be. And I'm not saying be overly hard on your kids, but they need to learn like to be a good human, a good productive member of society, a good friend, a good brother, a good husband. Um, you just got to be about it. Like you can't, you can't sit back. That, that cuts out laziness that cuts out everything. So I think, yeah. uh, I'm stealing it from you, but it was in my head before I, I, I stole it too. You know, a good friend of mine, Paco, that is a good friend of mine that we're working to get on the show here too. Um, Paco, that's one of the big things he always says. And there's a lot of people that love Paco. There's a lot of people that um, don't like him. I mean, and but the one thing I don't think a lot of people can question is when he says he's going to do something, he does it, man. He's about it. Yeah. And, you know, he he hangs out with a lot of these high, highly successful, highly motivated, you know, go-getters. And it, it resonates, man. Yeah. That, you know, he, he ain't going to just talk about that I'm going to do this or that I want to do this. He's either going to do it or he ain't going to do it. And if right. he talked about it, I can tell you right now, he's going to do he's it. He's going to do it. And, you know, and like you said, that applies across your life in so many ways, yeah. you know. Well, you don't want to be the friend that's like, yeah, I'll be there for you. And then, and then you're not. You're not there. Like, we've all had friends that do that. Yeah, and eventually you just get to the point like they may still be your friend, but yep. you're not counting. You're not, you're not calling them at yeah. after the do not disturb hours. So yeah. like, yeah, that's. I think that would change the world if everybody actually lived like that and applied it to everything they do. So right on. All right, last one. All right. If I haven't asked you, and there's something else you wanted to talk about, or you wanted to say, or just something you wanted to share with people. We ask everybody to give them their two cents. My it's two common cents. sense, the podcast. Give us your two cents, or that can just be a wrap-up statement that is something you're passionate about, you believe in, or that you want to, you know, kind of throw out there. Yeah, um, I think, um, I think our conversation has been. I mean, it was good for me. I just enjoyed it, but I think there are some elements that everybody can benefit from. So I hope that people may learn something or at least gather some value out of it. But uh, I think I'd be remiss if I didn't shout out Jesus a little bit since I am on the Jesus and Jiu-Jitsu podcast. Yeah. So I don't know where people are in their life, whether they believe in Jesus or not. Um, but my two cents, he's real. He loves you. Uh, and he's always there for you. So um, you can reach out, you can do research, whatever. But I think, uh, yeah, any, I feel like anytime I have a platform with anything like that, it's something I believe. And also in a way that I'm not here to make waves. Like yeah. there's a, there's a respect about it. Like it's not, come on, beat them yeah, over I the don't head. Beat you, I don't want to beat you over the head. I mean, 
we can do that on the mats if yeah. we want when yeah. we're rolling. Um, but no, like I, I think it's uh, it's important for people to know that. I think a lot of times uh, Christians quote marks get that twisted around like a list of things of right and wrong and things that you can do, you can't do. And, you know, a lot of Christians have that uh, judgy mentality about them. And man, like, that's just, that's not what Jesus was. Now he, all imperfect human beings. He's the only perfect one. He chose to love us, died for us and rose again for us. So man, like, and if you are a Christian and you're a dick like that, you need to read your Bible and straighten that out. Um, we're, we're tasked to spread the love of Jesus, not the judgment of Jesus. That's not our job. So awesome, man. That's my two cents, dude. Thank you. you, man. Thank you yeah, so much. It's been great. It's been an honor. You. We hope you guys are coming to join us. We're going to be here till I'll be here till right about seven. I can't stay later in seven cause I have another commitment, but we hope you guys enjoyed this show. We'll see you again next week. Peace. Appreciate it.